This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're focusing on the joy of spring in my garden and late spring tasks. The Nelson Farmers Market, the market has now moved. It is now located at 23 Halifax Street next to the Alma Turner Library. There are now more stalls and more variety, including a wide range of fresh, locally grown produce, artisan food and ready-to-eat food. I can't believe it's November already. As mentioned, I'm loving the spring weather at the moment. Whether you're in Marlborough, Golden Bay, the Tasman District or Nelson itself, the weather's, for, for, for me, the weather has just been amazing because it's been very changeable. I think, was it Friday? We had sort of like three seasons in one day. We had sunshine, we had a heavy shower, we had more sunshine, then we had a slightly cooler wind. So it was sort of all over the place, really. And as I'm recording this, I'm watching one of my favourite things. I'm looking at the paddock behind us and I'm watching the grass running with the wind. I love that. It just looks so gorgeous. I'm sure you know what I mean. It's just, it's just the, the wind making the grass move and it almost looks like the grass is running. It's quite fascinating. Hmm. Anyway, getting back to what I'm meant to be talking about. I did see a prediction for warmer than normal weather over the next three months. Ugh, I really hope they're wrong. That just gives me the absolute shudders, as you know. This morning, I was looking down into our dog area from the kitchen, and I noticed that there are flower buds on my flaxes. In fact, we've got several flaxes on our property and they're all producing nice, strong flower buds. And I've just got this fishy feeling that it's early. And legend has it that when flax flowers, particularly the Formium 10x variety, when they come out early, I mean, the end of October seems too early for them to me, but maybe I'm wrong. But it means that we're in for a hot, dry summer. That's what the legend can mean. So again, I hope it's wrong. <laughs> With all of the uncertainty in the air at the moment, read the Delta virus, our gardens have never felt more important, I don't think. They really are a safe haven and a place where we can find a little serenity. I'm trying really hard not, not to listen to the news more than about once a day, and, and I'm trying to just flick over things I see on social media because it really can start to have an effect on you. I've, I've noticed that people, especially some of my friends, are a lot more agitated and a bit, a bit apprehensive about things. So this is where I think being in your garden is really important at the moment. It really is good for the soul. I honestly am enjoying my spring garden more than ever this year. And it's not just because of what's going on in the world, etc. It's more because year after year, my garden becomes more established. I really have seemed to have created this big woodland garden outside our house. And it's just so gorgeous. I'm just... I just walk around going, oh wow, look at that, wow, look at that. Every day, something is changing. So no matter what size garden you've got, even if it's a tiny little handkerchief outside a villa, just take a moment to just really notice things every day. Sit there with a cup of tea or coffee and just really drink it all in. It's just so good for you. Everywhere I look too, there is just lush growth, especially the weeds, I will say. 
but that's fine. I've, I've got these gorgeous Pierre Rudolph style grasses that are just natural grasses starting to flower. And one of the things, I know I've mentioned it before, I don't know if I mentioned it in my last show, but I, I did mention it a while ago. And that is the fact that things like buttercup and cooch grass and also other grasses, they are easier to pull out when they're either flowering or just after they've flowered before they seed. This is because it's like anything. The, even the weeds put all their energy into flowering because they want to reproduce. So it means that the roots are, are going to be at their weakest while they're in flower or just after they flowered. That's particularly great to know when it comes to something like buttercup because let's face it, that's a thug. It's got such strong roots. I use one of those tools that they use in the lawn to get rid of dandelions to get rid of my buttercup and that works really well because you can sort of dig it under the roots and lever it without actually hurting yourself and use your other hand to sort of wrench the weed. So I find that to be a really good tool to use for that. Fragrance is filling the air from a port wine magnolia. This is a bit of a funny story. On the, is it the south side of our house, we've got quite large windows in the master bedroom and the spare room. And years ago, probably, how long have we been here? 17 years. So it must have been at least 12 or 13 years ago, I decided, right, I'm going to put a, a port wine magnolia between those two windows because they'll just fill that gap really nicely. And, well, yes, it's now, I don't know how many metres high and how many metres wide, and it's encroaching on the windows. <laughs> so once it's flowered, I really am going to have to give it a very hard cutback. It, it won't mind. I'll just take it back by about a third because if you're a bit too brutal, it, it can be detrimental. But it's just beautiful. And the fragrance, I can't really describe what it smells like except to say it's very similar to juicy fruit bubble gum. And you might think, or chewing gum, you might think, oh, that's not a very nice smell. But no, it is. It's beautiful. And in the evening, especially in the early morning, it just wafts around the corner of the house right into the main garden. And right next to that, I've got a beautiful wisteria sinensis, which is a species wisteria with lovely long racemes of pure white flowers. And again, intensely fragrant. So you can imagine in the evening, those two fragrances kind of clash together and just mingle. And oh, it's just gorgeous. I can't really say enough about fragrance in the garden. It's just so beautiful. Speaking of which, something else that's good for fragrance in the garden are scented geraniums. I've got good stocks of the Pelagonia Matara of Roses, and it's one of my favourites. It um, smells just like what you imagine a real old-fashioned rose to smell like. And when it rains, the leaves emit their, fol their foliage, not their foliage, their fragrance even more. They're just, it's just absolutely gorgeous, and it's got really pretty pink flowers. They are a little bit frost tender, so it's a good idea to put it in a container if you're in a frosty zone so you can move it. They grow very well in large containers as well. I just love them. So getting back to the Wisteria sinensis, last week I, I decided, actually I was working at Bay Landscapes, not last weekend, the weekend before, and I spotted some sinensis blue Wisteria, just, sm just small plants, and I suddenly thought, I want to try to standardise one again. I tried years ago and it didn't really work. I think I'm not quite sure why. I probably wasn't diligent enough about trimming it. So I'm, I've planted it on the north side of the summer house, which reminds me I must put some rocks around its roots to keep it cool. Things like any of the clematis, any clematis, whether they be the species ones or the hybrids, they all need rocks around their base just to help keep their roots cool during the summer. And the same applies to things like wisteria too. In fact, it's quite a good idea to do it with any climber. 
because they really do need to have their roots kept cool and, and it helps to keep the moisture in too, particularly in that first summer. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane. No, not at Kirby Lane, sorry. At 23 Halifax Street, next to the Alma Turner Library. Which, and it's, the market is on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm, rain or shine. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on the joy of spring in my garden and late spring tasks. The Nelson Farmer's Market, as well as all the regular stalls, next week the Farmer's Market welcomes Baba Yaga coffee cart and what? Ganoki, that sounds lovely. Also returning are Spring Grove strawberries for fresh new season juicy strawberries and Vio Vio cheese with their multi-award winning range of fresh Italian cheese. Please pop on down and see what's fresh this week. The Burnhams, oh how I love them. They're one of my favourite large shrubs. There are so many different types of viburnums. Some actually don't get too big. There are some that only go to about a metre. And there are evergreen varieties and deciduous ones. I particularly love the deciduous ones. Viburnum placatum lanarth is in full flower in my garden at the moment. And people tend to mistake it for the wedding cake tree, the, the dogwood, the cornice, which is a variegated one. And it puts up tiers of foliage and flowers. That's what this viburnum does too. And the flowers come on top of the, the branches on a little stem and they're just like, like a flat lace cap hydrangea flower. They're absolutely gorgeous and it's just smothered in them. Next to that, I've got Viburnum placatum rosaceae and this just it doesn't really grow in the same style, like not necessarily quite so tiered. And it has slightly more bronzy foliage and beautiful flowers that are very similar to the snowball tree, which is another type of Viburnum. I'll mention that in a minute. And they start off sort of a slightly limey green and then they go a beautiful buff apricot. They're absolutely gorgeous. And opulus, Viburnum opulus, that is the snowball tree. And they start off with green buds and they have, then they go sort of fairly creamy white. And they do look like snowballs. They're so beautiful. They can get quite tall, but you can trim them. With the Burnham Placatum Lanarth, for instance, because it's tiered, you need to be a little bit careful how you do it because you don't want to ruin its form. I think I'm just going to trim the sides of mine and maybe just nip the top out so it doesn't, it doesn't get too tall. Mind you, in my garden, to be honest, it doesn't really matter. It can go as tall as it likes. Mine is competing with one of my figs, so I'm going to have to be brutal with the fig. I meant to do it in winter, ran out of time. So I am going to need to be brutal with the fig after it's fruited. Pro problem is, it, well, usually actually it fruits in spring, but I don't think I can see any, any fruit on it this year. Same thing happened last year, which is a bit strange. But I got a really good crop in autumn, so maybe this coming winter, next winter, I will make sure that I'm going to cut it down by probably two-thirds. You can be brutal with figs. They love it. They love someone being brutal with them. <laughs> Must be slightly masochistic, I think. <laughs> Getting on to more late spring tasks, I know I keep mentioning about mowing your lawn. Mow lawns high-ish, is that a word? Slightly high and, more, and, and often. This enhances the quality of your grass over time. If you do it regularly, you really notice a difference in the quality of the grass that, that you're growing. It makes such a difference. You can plant all summer vegetables with abandon now. If you don't have enough room, then try growing them in either PB40 bags or big tubs. I have these fantastic 25 litre planter bags that have handles, so they're very easy to move around. And I use them for tomatoes, and you can put a courgette in there, peppers, chilies, 
maybe three of in fact you could fit easily fit three lettuces three broccoli three cauliflower you can do beans you can do peas basically you can do anything in these planter bags as long as you use really good potting mix i have them for sale here for ten dollars each um, so I'd love it. If you would love some, or one, even just one, email me through Fresh FM and just and I'll reply and let, and let you know all about them because they really are fantastic. And I grow one tomato in each bag and they grow really successfully all season. So yeah, the, these bags are worth their weight in gold and they're reusable. So you'll be able to use them for two or three seasons at least, I would say. It's time to start taking laterals out of your indeterminate tomatoes. You might be going, what do you mean? There are two different types of tomatoes. There are determinate tomatoes. This means that a tomato puts on, on growth, put, sets, put, sorry, puts on growth, flowers, then the flowers set fruit, and then it stops. It doesn't have any more flowers, and it probably won't put on any more growth. It just waits until, it just concentrates on ripening those tomatoes. So if you took the laterals out of determinate tomatoes, you would have far less crop. So you don't want to do that with those. Indeterminate ones are ones that tend to go rampant. Things like Sweet 100 cocktail tomatoes. If you don't take the laterals out of those, boy, you end up with a, a horrendous monster of a tomato plant. You'll still get lots of fruit, but it will get a little bit out of control. A lot of heritage tomatoes like Pink Brandywine and Black Crim, they're indeterminate. I think black crimmers, don't quote me on that one. But if you're not sure, say you've bought your tomato and it's growing and you think, oh, should I take the laterals out or not? If you're not sure whether you've got a determinate or an indeterminate variety, you can either Google it and just put the name of the tomato, comma, indeterminate question mark or determinate question mark. Or please do feel free to email me through freshfm.net. I'd be very happy to do the research for you and let you know what your tomato is. The other lovely thing about this time of the year, and any time of the year really, don't hesitate to cut some flowers, sorry, to cut some flowers for the house. It is lovely to see them in the garden, and I know some people find it really hard to pick flowers and bring them indoors. I've started doing this a lot recently. I try to have at least even just one stem of a flower in the house every week. And it does make a difference because I notice that I look at them a lot, especially in the evening if they're on the coffee table. I regularly look at them and really take note of their form, etc. And let's face it, it's really fun going around the garden cutting your own flowers and foliage. And just have a go. I mean, some things don't last terribly well in vases. Other things will last five to seven days, even if they're cut out of your garden. One of the tips is to cut the stems on a slant and plant them into water straight away. So if you're going to be collecting quite a lot, or even just a few, take a bucket of water with you. And as soon as you cut it, pop it in, into the water. The faster you get it into water, the better it will be. And the other really important thing is to harvest them either early in the morning, not early in the morning, after the morning dew is dried and before it gets too late in the evening. It's not a great idea to pick them in the, the middle of the day because they'll be slightly exhausted. They, they tend to go a little bit slack, is the word I'd like to say, in the middle, middle of the day, especially if the sun's out. Happy gardening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning 20-11 and replays Sunday afternoon 20-3. Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website freshfm.net 
or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.